Good morning. Welcome to episode six of Let's Be Real. It is May in 2020. It's hard to believe that we are into spring. I love spring when it's relatively dry. When it's not sopping wet and muddy and letting the dogs in is a disaster and walking through the yard requires rain boots. And right now, we're pretty dry and I'm just loving the beautiful weather and seeing everything come to life. It is something I am always so excited for and so grateful for. We are still in the midst of a stay-at-home order. My hope and my prayer from this whole, the beginning of this whole thing has been that there would be some sort of revival out of this, that families would be able to appreciate and enjoy the slow down lifestyle, which I do think is happening. I have seen so many people saying, I am just thriving in this. I absolutely love it. There are others that this is very difficult for, and I completely acknowledge that, and I see that in just my own circles and my friends, and it's a big challenge. But I guess what I'm meaning is what I'm maybe a little discouraged by is that this has turned into another thing to divide us and to be mad about and to argue about, which is super discouraging right now. I don't know if anybody else is beginning to feel or has been feeling a little discouraged throughout this time of safer home, quarantine, I think we've all been through waves of up and downs of this is wonderful, I love it, and oh my goodness, I'm just so discouraged and I'm unmotivated. I have plenty, I've had plenty of days of unmotivated, like, oh, I didn't really do anything productive today. And then other days, you're super productive getting stuff done or simply in a great state of mind of being positive and grateful. The sun has a lot to do with that, for sure. But here we are in a place where we started all of this safer at home with a common goal, with a common hope, with a togetherness. At least that's what it felt like to me. And now I feel like we're in a place of division again. So I wanted to come to you today to talk about something encouraging, to talk about ways and the things that we need to focus on to try to stay encouraged through this and through any other circumstance of our life that makes things challenging or difficult at all. Now, I know that you have heard we need to live with an attitude of gratitude and count your blessings like probably a thousand times. You might even say it to people, and it's right. It's true. God wants for us to live in a place of thanksgiving and gratitude, and we need to because it shifts our focus. It helps us focus on the good things all around us, the things that we are so grateful for. When we hear the, you need to have an attitude of gratitude or you need to practice being thankful, I need to do it. I need to do it more often. I'm in a Sunday night Bible study where someone suggested every time you reheat your cup of coffee, say something else you're thankful for. I'm like, that's a great idea because that will give me at least a good 10 times a day to shift my focus. Um, What am I thankful for? We need to do it. It needs to become a lifestyle. It needs to be a practice that we live in all the time, looking for the things that we are grateful for. But I also think that there's a ditch on the other side, that sometimes when we are focusing on being grateful for the things and the stuff going on in our lives, sometimes our attitude and our thoughts and our mindset then shift to that said thing that we are grateful for. That doesn't sound bad, I know, at first glance. You're kind of like, well, wait a second. I thought that was the point of being grateful is that we focus on the things that we're grateful for. 
It absolutely is because it opens up our eyes to all of the blessings around us and how many things we have to be grateful for. So I wanted to read for you the definition from Webster's Dictionary of Thanksgiving, which is simply the expression of gratitude, and thankful. It's being conscious of a benefit received or that which we are about to receive. We need to be conscious of the benefits that we have received and things that will be received. A couple years ago, I painted with chalkboard paint a palette because that's as fancy and as DIY as I get is I painted this palette and then I bought like a chalk paint marker to write on it. So right before Thanksgiving, I went to the back of my Bible. I looked in the concordance and I just looked up the word Thanksgiving because I wanted something cutesy to write to put on my front porch. And the verse that came up was Psalm 116, 17. It says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. So I write that on my chalkboard palette. I set it up right outside my front door. We have a very long driveway. We're kind of off the road in the country a little bit. So we really don't get a whole lot of visitors to our front door. But we also sell eggs because we live on a hobby farm. And one of our regular customers had a bunch of cartons he wanted to drop off. And it was rainy, so he he didn't want to leave them down at the end of the driveway where the fridge is. So he drove up to the house, and he knocked on the door to give me these cartons. And he stood there, and he read my palette. He's like, huh, that's a good verse. Now, this is Duck Egg Tony. We around here love Duck Egg Tony. He's a ton of fun. One of the best parts about this whole hobby farm lifestyle is developing relationships with customers of people that you probably would never meet in any other circle Then someone who has a chicken allergy, so they want your duck eggs. So Duck Egg Tony is reading my palate. He's like, that's a really interesting verse. I have no idea if Duck Egg Tony is a believer in God, if he reads his Bible. I know nothing about Duck Egg Tony other than the stuff that we talk about in passing when we see each other. So that's really something to meditate on. I said, I know. I've really been thinking a lot about it since I wrote it down yesterday because I've never thought about Thanksgiving, giving thanks, this expression of gratitude, this consciousness of the benefits that we've received as a sacrifice before. The psalmist writes, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It can be hard to stay focused on the things that we are thankful for. And we are called in Romans to live our lives. We are to be living sacrifices. So one of those living sacrifices, one of those practices of my life as I live needs to be then the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Living with my eyes open of gratitude to the benefits that have been given to me and the blessings that I have all around me. We've all heard this a thousand times. And sometimes we do really good at it and it sounds so much easier than it actually is. But I want to layer on top of this. I want to challenge us to go above and beyond living a life of thanksgiving, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I'm not replacing it. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I want to add something to it. I want to simply add an additional challenge to that attitude, to that thought process, to that, to the sacrificial living that we're supposed to be doing in this place of gratitude. Because I want us to make sure that we don't get stuck in the trap of then focusing on the things that we are grateful for. Oh, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my children. I'm so grateful for my health. All of the things that we have been blessed with and that we are thankful for can very easily and quickly become an idol, can become an object of our own worship. So in order to help protect us in this gratitude, 
I offer a challenge to then focus on praise. The definition of praise is the expression or approval of admiration for someone or something. So this is a very different state of living sacrifice. This is a very different state of being conscious, not only of the things around us that we have been benefited by, but the expression of approval, the admiration for God and for what he's done. Not just the thing, not just the benefit. We don't want to get stuck there. We want to then turn in praise to the expression of that approval, of the admiration of God. How do we do that? What does praise look like? Because we can, in fact, be praising God through our gratitude and through our thankfulness, assuming that we keep our eyes and our mind on him when we are being grateful. You might think, well, that is me being grateful. Like, what would I be grateful to for these things? Well, absolutely. I am with you. We are grateful to God for these things. A lot of times we are praying, thank you, God, for these things. We are thanking him. But it is very easy throughout the day to then take our eyes off of he who gave us these benefits and onto the things that we are grateful for and spend our times and our energies there. And we have talked about worship before in the past, and this is just a way that we have to be careful to protect our worship, to make sure our gratitude doesn't turn to an item of worship or an idol of the things that we are given, but to then turn in an exclamation of praise, to live our life in a way that we are admiring he who gave us those things, he that has done these works, the God that put the stars in place, the practice of praise. Now, that can be a lot easier when we are actually all together at church sometimes, right? When we're singing and we get caught up in kind of the emotion of the music. Music is powerful and there's a wonderful avenue for us to be able to enter into praise, to proclaim praise of God and who he is and to focus on him. But we've been at a church, at least out of corporate worship, I should say, for I think it's been eight weeks. And sometimes it can be a little bit harder to praise at home or to just praise with your family or to have this expression of admiration for God. If you're having a hard time, if you haven't even really thought about it, how am I going to praise then? How am I going to do this gratitude thing? And now I need to be living a life of praise on top of it. Don't just think of it as something to add to a checklist. I really don't ever like to give people more things to do. Add it to the checklist because that is totally me. I'm a checklist kind of person. If you tell me something to do, I'm going to get it done, but I'm going to do it fairly quickly so I can get it checked off the list. This needs to be about our heart and it needs to be about our mind and it needs to be this admiration. And for me, admiration takes thought and quiet and solitude to really think and meditate on that said thing that I admire. And this week, in the midst of staying at home, in the midst of wondering what what this means for our economy and what this means for people's jobs and what this means for are we having our summer vacation or are we canceling it? Are we able to go places or are we not? In the midst of all of these things that are going on around us, our circumstances, we know that we can choose to be grateful. So let us live lives using every trick in the book to help us to focus on gratitude and to live in a state of thanksgiving. But let us also practice expressing our praise in the one who blesses us. Let his praise 
be on our lips. Praise is an intrinsic part of prayer. It needs to be an intrinsic part of prayer, not just saying thank you for this and thank you for this and thank you for this, but God, we praise you for. So as I was preparing for this, I was Googling scripture on praise and just in my Bible and in the concordance. And something that popped up was this idea of praise starters, scripture-based praise starters. So for example, Psalm 68, 19 says, praise be to the Lord, to our God, our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. All throughout scripture, we see examples of wonderful praise that we can incorporate into our prayer life, that we can incorporate into just everyday discussion with those around us, with our kids, with our friends. Like, oh, praise God for he is all of these things. He is the only Lord. Isaiah 45, 5 says, I praise you, God, because you are the Lord and there is no other. Apart from you, there is no God. There are so many great examples of praise in scripture. The Psalms are full of great praises. Thankfulness and praise go hand in hand, and we see it so clearly in Psalm 100. To get us started on our day today in a state of praise, in the practice and expression of our praise for God, let me read Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations.